Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 94 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from Target Field here in Minneapolis where the Twins just took the second game of this Brewers series against Minnesota by a final score of 11-4. Brewers uh, wrapping up this week with uh, uh, a couple of losses to the Twins on Monday and Tuesday and wrapping up this road trip as well with those couple of losses. Let's take you back through what has happened over the course of of the last week since we last talked. Last Wednesday, a loss to the Cardinals, but coming back on Thursday with a big win over St. Louis to give the Brewers a series win over their division foe. Then the Brewers got on a plane, went uh, down to St. Petersburg, Florida, and shut out the Tampa Bay Rays in the first two games of that series to win that series. Lost a heartbreaker on Sunday in walk-off style and then have lost these first two games to the Twins, the series turning to Milwaukee now for two more games with the Twins before the Brewers finishing up that homestand with the Reds on the weekend and then two games with the Pirates as well. So the crew, as we sit here currently, uh, right now sitting one and a half games behind the Chicago Cubs in the NL Central, things bunching up in the Central, the Cardinals and Pirates knocking on the door as well. And with uh, a little over a month and a half left in the season, it's going to get very interesting as we start to turn down the stretch. Here's what we have for you coming up on Brewers on Tap this week. We're going to brew up the past and talk to Twins manager and former Brewer great Paul Molitor. Plus, we're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff, the youngster who made his major league debut down at Tampa Bay. At Tropicana Field went six and a third of scoreless baseball. A tremendous outing for his debut. Coming a few months later than he would have liked after nearly making his debut in St. Louis back in June. But Woodruff, uh, of course, as we all know, had that tight hamstring. Ended up going on the disabled list, finally making his debut Uh, in that series down at Tampa Bay and pitching extremely well. So we'll talk to him coming up as well here on Brewers on Tap. Then we'll go down on the farm. We'll check the Brewers minor leagues, and, of course, we'll let you know what's coming up as well. That's all straight ahead right now. Let's brew up the pass with Paul Molitor. Back in against Mesa, who is working from the windup. The 0-1 pitch. Swings and there it is! A base hit in the right center! He's got it! Now let's brew up the past. And we're joined by Twins manager Paul Molitor, of course, former brewer. And uh, first off, uh, you know, after a tough year last year, your team has really bounced back here in 2017. And I'm sure it's been nice for you to see some of these young guys take that next step. Well, it's it's been a much better year, I think, to endure last year and 103 losses of the worst year in Twins history. It was tough to swallow. Um, I think part of the reason we've come back is a lot of those guys – uh, you know, use that experience to learn more about themselves and what they needed to do be, to be more successful. And some of it was just about maturation and guys getting more playing time and more experience. We did a nice job of adding some subtle experience pieces this winter. Um, maybe not the superstar signings, but guys that have influenced that clubhouse and have provided leadership and getting off to a good start. As you guys know in Milwaukee, it really bodes well for young players' confidence. Paul, when you look at uh, the 1982 squad, because a couple of weeks ago they had their big 35th anniversary of the AL Championship and the World Series team, 
You know, what are what are the most prevalent memories for you about that group of guys? Because there's so many stories that have been shared over the last month or so. Well, I I, I really uh, was disappointed that I couldn't figure out a way to be a part of that. I, I know the guys had a good time. I heard they had a great turnout. I heard the fans were tremendous in responding to, you know, the various characters on that club. Um, you know, your memories are about, you know, 35 years removed is about the friendships and relationships and the things that we did together, the things we accomplished together. You know, it was kind of a odd collection of individuals. We had lots of different personalities, but we really meshed well together as far as how we went out and tried to win games collectively. Uh, we came up short, and that still, you know, sticks in my crow a little bit that we had that opportunity, but uh, no question that my time in Milwaukee was highlighted by that 82, and, w- and what a tremendous season that was. What did the city mean to you? you? You played for the majority of your career, obviously, as a brewer and uh, such a good baseball city. What, what did it mean to you when it was all said and done, when you look back on your career? Well, you know, you get drafted by a team, and you're not really sure um, of what it might bring if you get an opportunity to get to the major leagues. It made me find out a little about their history. You know, obviously I knew a lot about Robin Yount coming up as a shortstop, and, you know, you end up being, you know, one of your best friends in baseball. But, uh, you know, I think the fans there, um, they took me in from day one, uh, they supported our club, you know, religiously year after year, good year, bad year. And, um, you know, just just the support we had from that fan base it was remarkable. I still get tremendous reaction from people when I go back down there. You know, I'll always remember the parade after we didn't win in 82 and, and how people came out. And everyone sure would have liked to see a championship, but they wanted to make sure they reached out and embraced that team and showed how much they appreciated the, the enjoyment we were able to bring. Is it fun for you to, to manage in this series? They kind of dub it the border battle, if yeah. you will, and you look across the dugout and you see Craig Council, a guy that you probably saw running around County Stadium as a little guy uh, back in the day. Well, I'm happy for Craig. Um, obviously, as a youngster, you know, his father working for the Brewers, I got a chance to be around him quite a bit before he went off to Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, he's just done such a tremendous job of putting that team together and, and leading them. Um, it is special for me, you know, to manage against them. I, I think they've had our number the last couple of years. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers are, but, you know, we've had trouble winning games down in their park, and they, they've played us really tough. But it, it's, you know, it's part of your schedule, and, you know, it's no games bigger than the next, but, you know, there's always going to be something special about being across the field from the Brewers. Finally, one last question. Don Baylor uh, passes away today, and uh, you were with him in Milwaukee when he was a hitting coach. Uh, his first coaching job at the Brewers, he obviously played for the Twins, so I'm sure he's going to be on your mind uh, tonight. You know, I know Don had been regressing here as late, but still the news is always uh, rather devastating, especially people that were close to Don. You know, he was just one of those classic good guys, uh, despite his success as a player, as a coach, as a manager. It was never about him. You know, he had a really you know, gifted heart as far as, you know, always wanting to know about how you are and how your family was. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful I had a chance to be around him as much as I did through the past couple of decades. Uh, obviously a sad day for people that know him like myself, and we're, we're praying and lifting up his family today. Paul, we appreciate the time. Okay, you're welcome. My thanks to Paul Molitor for being generous with some of his time and joining us here on Brewers on Tap this week. All right, let's uh, go into the clubhouse and talk to Brandon Woodruff. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, In 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good it, job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, uh, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was, um, 
it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the clubhouse conversation. Starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff, who made his MLB debut yesterday, about a month later than you anticipated, maybe a month and a half later than you anticipated, but you got back out on the mound. How did it all feel? It was great. Uh, you know, obviously that day in St. Louis is pretty disappointing, but uh, just to get back out there last night and, uh, you know, have the official debut was uh, really special. Yeah. A little bit of traffic on the base pads the first couple of innings, yet you were able to kind of bulldog your way through those, and then it seemed like you settled in from there. What was going on in your mind through the first couple of innings, and what changed for you? Uh, you know, and the first couple of innings, I just – just telling myself, you know, just to calm down and, uh, you know, just make a pitch. Um, that, that was the biggest thing, just, just make a big pitch here and uh, try to get out of this jam. And, you know, thankfully thankfully I did and got, got out of, you know, back-to-back jams in the first and second inning. I think that really settled me in. And so I, I was like, you know what, you can't get much worse than, than bases loaded and, and uh, working out of two jams. So I think that just kind of propelled me to, uh, you know, just start getting ahead of hitters and, and getting quicker outs. Did you feel like your command got better as the game went along too? Yeah, of course. Uh, it just helped me settle in and, and just, you know, told myself I don't have to, to be perfect. I just ne- need to make really good, you know, make good pitches. And uh, once I realized that, I, you know, I started attacking a little bit better. And uh, once I got ahead, it, it helped out a ton. You told me in the spring last year for you, fastball command was, was huge, but also being able to get that slider on the back foot of left-handed hitters was was something that really helped take you to the next level and and you were able to get some outs with that too yeah um you know i recall there was one strikeout to the to the lefty there where i back footed one and uh, that was huge but uh you know everything was was working well the the all speed the the change up was really good but you know it all starts with the fastball and getting ahead with that and uh you know locating that and everything else just kind of plays off that. You were able to get most of your family here to, to be in attendance for it too, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, not quite as many as, as in St. Louis, but a, a ton of my family and uh, some friends and close uh, relatives were here uh, last night. So it, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's something you dream of as a kid. And, uh, you know, it, I'm glad it played out the way it did and the family got to enjoy every bit of it. A little over a year ago, you lost your brother. How much were you thinking about him before you took the mound, and how much did you think about him afterwards? Oh, of course, uh, you know, definitely before, you know, just thinking about, you know, how happy he would be, and of course after the game, getting all the texts and, and everything, and just sitting there, and uh, especially right after the outing, you know, I was really thinking about him a lot. But um, you know, that's, I've got a great family and, and and support system, so it made you know it made it a lot better. Yeah. When you pitch like you did last night, you come off the mound. It's the seventh inning. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a relief, like, hey, I did my job. But it's a close game. So how, how much were you sweating it out in the dugout as you the know, game wore on? That, that play that, uh, that Bronny in that relay that uh, Arcia made, that was unbelievable. And, uh, of course, you know, you're, you're here for, for the team and to give the team a chance to win. But, you know, that play right there preserved the, the one-run uh, one game. And, you know, that was huge because that allowed me to, to get the win. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all about the team. And, uh that was a great team play for sure. Is it wild for you to think back that you were in high A with Brevard County a little over a year ago, and now here you are in the major leagues? Of course, you know it's yeah. it's something you, you work towards every day, and uh, there's never a day where I didn't you know stop believing that I could make it here, and uh, 
you know, I just I just kept working hard. But yeah, it's it's a little crazy to think about now. You know, going from just a little over a year to go to a ball to being in the big leagues for sure. Was there a big league moment for you last night? At any point, something that stood out to you? You know, I, I guess that the first batter of the game, just getting that first pitch out of the way, and it was a strike, and uh, and then ended up, ended up striking out uh, Dickerson. That was, you know, that that was a huge moment for sure. Brandon, we appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. Our thanks to Brandon Woodruff. Not so long ago, he was down on the farm pitching for Colorado Springs. Speaking of which, let's check on the Brewers' future. Checking in on the farm. As we go down on the farm and check the Brewers minor league affiliates, a bunch of rainouts coming on Tuesday for the Brewers minor league. So we begin in AAA Colorado Springs. The Sky Sox sitting at 68 and 44, still in first place in the American Northern Division of the Pacific Coast League and getting some good play out of Mauricio Dubon. He's been coming on strong recently. And Brett Phillips has been on fire since returning to Colorado Springs on the 28th of July. He's hit safely in 9 of 10 games, 6 multi-hit contests in that span. He's batted 444, 16 of 36, with a 545 on base percentage, 11 runs, 8 walks, 3 doubles, 2 triples, 3 RBIs, and a steal. It's a 7-game hitting streak for Brett Phillips. He has been absolutely on fire for the Sky Sox. Double-A Biloxi's been playing very good baseball recently after a tough start to their second half. They're now 21-22 and 22 in the second half of their season, getting some strong pitching. Aaron Wilkerson was the Brewers minor league pitcher of the month for the month of July. And Troy Stokes Jr. was the Brewers minor league player of the month for the month of July. He played those games in Class A Advanced Carolina, but he is off to a very good start for the Biloxi Shuckers himself uh, in a handful of games. He has really made his presence felt and uh, becoming a, a nice outfield prospect in the Brewers system, one of many good outfield prospects in the Brewers system. So the Shuckers playing better baseball right now. Class A Advanced Carolina is 20-24 and 24 in the second half. They just lost Jake Gatewood. He was promoted to the Biloxi Shuckers on Monday. And so Gatewood on his way up after having a really good start to the year with Carolina. Slowed down a little bit in the second half, but uh, is ready for that next level now with Double-A Biloxi. Also, Trent Clark has been good in the second half. And Monte Harrison probably has headlined the Mudcats of recent. Uh, he had was named the Carolina League Player of the Week uh, for this past week in seven games. Harrison hit 344, 11 for 32. Led the league in hits and home runs during the week. Tallied six runs, three doubles, and seven RBIs. He has had four multi-hit games during the week as well. Matched his total from his previous 18 games with the Carolina Mudcats. So Monte Harrison is another one of those outfield prospects doing some really good stuff for the Brewers right now. Class A Wisconsin is continuing to get improved play. They are 20-24 and 24 in the second half, actually 20-25 and 25 after their loss on Tuesday night to Cedar Rapids at home. But they have gotten some tremendous play out of Keston here, are really giving them a lift offensively. The Brewers' 2017 first-round pick has reached base in 33 of his 34 games as a professional, hit safely in 32 of those contests. Since joining the T-Rats on July 19th, he's hit safely in 18 of 19 contests, going 28 for 75, nine runs, nine doubles, two triples, 
two steals and 13 driven in. So some good stuff as well from Keston Hurup. And then Tristan Lutz needs to be talked about in the Pioneer League. He just got promoted and uh, two more home runs on Tuesday night for Tristan Lutz. He entered Tuesday night's game batting 310 with four home runs over the course of his 19 games as a pro. So now six home runs in 20 games as a professional and just recently got promoted to the Pioneer League where the Helena Brewers currently sit at 2-5. and five. That's our look down on the farm. Let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Here's what's coming up for the crew. The Minnesota Twins in town starting tonight at 7-10. And then Thursday, going to be pretty exciting. The Cooler Backpack. First 10,000 fans receive a Brewer's Cooler Backpack and also the unveiling of the Bearded Brewer IPA. That's going to be on tap. Official tapping of the special craft beer created by Eric Thames, Corey Knable, and Oliver Drake. Special ticket package includes Bearded Brewer sample plus commemorative pint glass on Thursday night against the Twins. Then this weekend, the Reds coming to town. Friday, free shirt Friday. First 20,000 fans receive a Brew Crew performance t-shirt. Saturday is the Negro League's tribute game. Brewers will wear special Milwaukee Bears uniforms. Special ticket package includes high-top socks. That game at 6-10 against the Reds. And then Sunday the 13th against the Reds at 1-10. That's the Bob Euchre 8-ball. You're not going to want to miss that. One-of-a-kind fortune-telling device featuring a variety of fun Eucharisms as the answers. It's also a kids eat free Sunday. Kids 14 and under get a free lunch pack with a hot dog, bottled water, applesauce, and ice cream treat. Then the Pirates come to town for two games on the back part of the homestand. Call 414-902-4000 or visit brewers.com for tickets. All right, that is going to do it for us in this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for joining us here in Minneapolis. We'll be back with you again next week. From Miller Park as the Brewers will be wrapping up that homestand against the Pittsburgh. Have a good one, everybody. I'm Lynn Greenwood.